0: I am so mad, Kevin, about the last tournament that I was at. I mean, the level of saltiness that I am currently experiencing is just through the roof. I feel so robbed. Finals was maybe one of the worst experiences I've had in a very long time. This isn't the first, and it definitely won't be the last time you open up an episode like this. Yeah, that's probably true. Anyways, my name is Chirag, and I am one of the hosts of this podcast, and I am so excited that y'all are back for our second episode of this season. And I'm your other host, Kevin. And despite that incredibly corny
1: and meta joke, today we're going to be discussing about how to actually bounce back from a poor speech or a poor tournament, like our buddy Shiragas had here.
0: So, Kevin, let's talk about maybe one important tip that we can give to all of our listeners about how to bounce back from a bad tournament. Because we've all had a negative experience with the tournament, whether it's a bad speech or maybe even an entirely bad tournament. So what can people do to bounce back and have a better experience next time?
1: The most important thing you should do after a tournament is read all of your ballots, the good, the bad, and especially the ugly. We know it can be frustrating to read feedback, really because of how large extempore's egos are, but the point is to continually improve and having judge feedback is one of the best ways to do that. Think about your last tournament you probably got at least three or four ballots, if not more. Every judge ranked you for a good reason, their own reason. But as a competitor, it's your job to understand why. If you find a clear flow and comments on your delivery and analysis, great. Look at what you did well and what you did not so well, and try to compare that to some of your other ballots to see if that critique or compliment holds up. On a ballot that's just a flow or a generic, tough round, everyone had great speeches, (laughs) message, close it, and move on. They tend to be really unhelpful, especially if you're just starting out, because they don't tell you a lot. But on those really long, ranty, and highly particular ballots, zero in on what the controversy was. Or maybe you just picked abortion for your question, I don't know. And think about what provoked that ballot, and if you could take advantage of that for emotional speeches or avoid it altogether.
0: For exempt captains or leadership, there are also things you can do to make ballots a little more interesting. One of my favorites is trying to use group ballot therapy sessions, um, where you go over ballots with your teammates. They're an entertaining and heartthrobbing, but still very productive way to reflect on the good and bad feedback that you get at tournaments. And they can make for a very fun discussion, monologue, or rant topic, or even an inside joke amongst your team.
1: But even after thoroughly analyzing your three-sentence ballot, you should head over to your three-paragraph prep.
0: We know you're writing that much. Yes, you need to look over that prep and do the next really important thing when when you're trying to move on from a bad speech and that's speech redos. So what I like to do is I like to save all my speeches, save all the flows, even the bad ones, and I'll look over them again and think about specifically what went wrong for me, whether it was bad delivery or bad argumentation, or maybe even both. And I'll take time to rethink or rewrite arguments if that's what I feel is necessary. But the one thing that I always do, after a bad speech, especially, is I do the speech over again. And it's really important to not just do the speech over again, but also record yourself while doing it. And I know, every extempor, every speaker hates recording themselves. And they hate even more listening to themselves, because we hate our voices. I get it, I do too. But you are your own worst critic, and you're going to get the best feedback, not from a ballot, but from yourself, rewatching a bad speech, or redoing a speech that you didn't really enjoy giving. So, I think that's a really important way to kind of move on from a bad tournament. Is this kind of redo the speeches. It also gives you a sense of closure, right? Because you're redoing the speeches, hopefully you're fixing the mistakes that you made, and that's a really nice way to kind of detach yourself from a bad performance and move on to the next one with a fresh mindset.
1: Just to interject there, one of the better things to do whenever you're redoing a speech and recording yourself is try to record yourself in tournament-esque conditions. That means we're using a software on whatever device you are actually performing on. For example, if you're on your laptop, make sure that you're actually recording a video from that laptop and its webcam, as well as its microphone, because you want to be able to know how you sound and look to your judges. One thing is that a lot of times in these virtual conditions that we have right now is that we might not always be sure of where our camera is actually at and if we're even sounding clear to the judge at all. And of course, there's things like lag and internet issues. But one of the easiest things you can fix is getting, say, your hand gestures in the right spot or making sure that you're actually always in frame.
0: Yeah, a thousand percent. That is a really key part of giving a speech. If a judge can't see you or hear you clearly, you definitely have a problem. And that's one of the things you can really only capture if you give the speech to, like Kevin said, the software and the hardware that you actually use when you compete. But I think let's move on to like the final thing that Kevin and I really want to talk about today. And that's just looking for the next one. Kevin, you want to tell us more about what that looks like for you, looking towards the next torment or like speech after a bad speech? Wrapping up a mediocre or bad
1: speech is a really sucky feeling. It's tough to close out of that virtual room. But all of us have felt that. No one is immune to a bad round. And at that point, you've just got to leave it up to optimism. Cliche, yes. But helpful, absolutely. There's always a next round or a next tournament to look forward to, and your next round is infinitely more valuable to you than the one that's just passed. Not only because you should be able to recognize the mistakes of that bad round, but mainly because the next round is in your court and your hands, and you have the ability to make it the best round of your life.
0: Yeah, especially because at larger tournaments, chances are that if it's a 5 round prelim, that you're going to get your worst round dropped anyways. So It's not like it's the end of the world if you happen to get a six. It's probably not even going to matter when breaks come up. But even if your luck isn't that great or you've had multiple bad speeches in a row, that's not even the end of the world, too, because there's always the next tournament. There's always another opportunity to redeem yourself. And essentially, if you already know that, say, you're not going to break or you're not going to reach the round that you want to reach, it's important to just move on and look at the bright side of things. If you still have two speeches left and you know you're not going to break, treat those two speeches as free opportunities to compete in a competition environment and get some good practice. And if that's all you get out of that tournament, that's still fine. And honestly, that's a lot more than you can hope to get a lot of the times when you're just practicing by yourself. And so looking at the bright side of things when you're having a rough tournament really can help getting over an unfortunate or bad speech.
1: Even after a bad tournament, it's always important to just take a step back. Realize that extemp, despite how important we all think it is, isn't everything. There's always other things in life and there's always other hobbies and stuff. And while extemp may be a priority on that weekend, the next day you probably have a test in school that you should be studying for. Even then, one bad tournament doesn't make a bad season. Consistency is key in extemp. Keep on reading and keep on practicing. And you're bound to do better at your next
0: tournament. So that's a wrap on today's episode. We hope that you found it helpful. As always, thanks for listening to the Extempers Bible podcast, and if you're interested in more free Extemp resources, including weekly questions and content briefs written by some of the greatest Extempers ever, like Anand Velavalli, make sure to check out our website, extempers.org, and our Instagram page, at Extempers Bible, both of which you can find in the description.
1: Make sure to catch our next episode, which will actually be dropping at the same time as this one, which is our news brief for the month of November. The world sucks, and here's why. But for now, have a great day and an even better next tournament. Bye. Bye.